Hey everybody, how's it going? Episode three for uh, <laughs> I almost said forty ounces of horror. Episode three burnt offerings. Yeah, we're burnt offerings, man. Fucking those other guys. Yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, I'm Jared. That's Steve. I'm Steve. So what's been up, man? Not much, man. Pretty much the same. Watched the Boogeyman today. Not the uh, 2005 terrible Michelle Geller one, but the uh, 1981 that just rules. <laughs> and the, <laughs> what about the sequels? Uh, the sequels are pretty bad. <laughs> um, I recommend not watching Return of the Boogeyman. That came out in 94, which is my cutoff, but... Isn't it just uh, basically like uh, sh- dream sequences and like shrink visits and... And clips from the clips original. From the original? Yeah, it's just terrible. It's almost like Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, but, you know, you can get your fix watching the original. Don't even mess with it. Don't even Don't even try. <laughs> Unless you just want to go to sleep. It's like watching CNN, pretty much. So what do, uh, what, do, what do you think of, I mean, obviously you like the original Boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, it's got a great score. It actually was labeled as a Halloween ripoff at first. I don't see that. Well, the score and the way that the house was, it, everything took place at that house or whatever. And I, I think it was just every movie that came out at that time was considered a Halloween ripoff. Okay. okay well. well, every slasher movie, you know what I'm saying? Like the format and all that. Dude, I actually watched, uh, I was cruising through because I realized we have an Amazon Prime account and started scrolling through there to see what movies came with it. And Offerings was on there. Okay. Watch that, which is, that's viewed, like a lot of people look at that as a total Halloween ripoff. And I was reading an article where this guy's like, oh, it's that's unfair to say. That'd be like saying, uh, any slasher movie that came out is a Friday the 13th ripoff. But watch watching offerings down to the score. I'm pretty sure the score is the Halloween theme just in a different order. Right. It is. It totally is. If it's not a, if, if it's not a ripoff of Halloween, it's definitely uh very much inspired by <laughs> and yeah. trying to copy the formula of you got a year on that movie. Uh, fuck, when the hell would it have offerings came out? Offerings came out in, this is, oh, 89. 89. I want to say it was 89. I'll actually double check that fact. Okay. It was, I mean, if it was the golden era, which is considered 78 to 84. Yeah. Um, that would make sense, but I don't know. Most of the movies that came out were either, you know, labeled as a Halloween ripoff or a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff to the critics, not to like fans of the of the genre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, it, uh, it was eighty nine. But yeah, the the score to that movie. Totally Same keys, different order. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually fairly certain the there's a part that they play kind of throughout the movie that's almost just like an accent part, not like when like a key moment type part. It has to be the exact same. It's been a minute since I've watched Halloween. So it might be, I'm just, it's that similar. That it's like, I'm thinking it's the same, but it's, it's, it's too close. 
I'll have to <laughs> check that too out. Close. If you can believe it, that's one movie I have not seen. It's not bad. Like, I mean, it. it it's the acting kind of sucks. Like, there's some fucking questionable lines from some very questionable actors. Oh, right. But I mean, it's what it's kind of what do you. It's kind of what you would expect from a no budget slasher film. Is there a gift on the front of that? It's a dude holding like a present. A present, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've seen the the box art, the VHS box art for it. Yeah, the premise is like this guy, this kid doesn't speak, and it starts off with like him in the house with his mom, and his mom's giving him shit about, oh, I know what you, I know what you've done with your pets. Da-da, basically, alluding to him like killing his like pets and shit, and then the mom's cooking him breakfast and like is like flipping her cigarette ashes into his into his eggs like in the wow. frying pan <laughs> that's not very nice yeah the mom's awesome but uh yeah so like then the kid doesn't talk and he has this like one girl who's like friends with him who like has his back and everybody else picks on him and then uh they, they talk him into like walking the well which is basically getting up on the top of this well and walking around it well he does it and then the kid fucking like lunges at him like acts like he's gonna do something or says like boo or some shit like that and the kid falls in the well and they all run away then it's like 10 years later, you kind of get where it goes from okay, there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> your basic blueprint for a great slasher, yeah. or at least a mediocre slasher. I mean, it's not bad. It's it's If you like slashers, I think you dig it. it it's how I live, it, brother. Yeah, like it's not the greatest. Uh, if I remember correctly, they don't show a lot of gore. A lot of it's like either off camera or with like the use of shadows. But I mean, it's still, I dig it. There's a part where they get pizza and they're like, "What is it? What's on this? Did we didn't order sausage? Well, it kind of looks like sausage, and it's fucking bits of people. Oh, bits of people. Bit. People pizza. People pizza, man. Oh, like, cool. It's like the third free topping. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, we are uh, feeling saucy tonight, man. That that new feeling record. good. Yeah, that new record. Yes, just, it got me in a good mood. It's awesome. Yeah. We spun it like right before we went on. Get another feel for it. Yeah. Have it fresh in our heads. We just saw them uh, was last weekend. Last, last weekend. weekend was their record release show at the precinct. Yep. Which anybody who actually listens to this who knows what's going on, because I think we've talked about it every episode, precinct, uh, GoFundMe, or the hell of whatever it was, Kickstarter, that's it, ended. Mm-hmm. And made a killing and we bought a new building precinct has a new home it is uh in the works of getting renovated by the hands of uh, us basically all the like the the diy community in detroit and fucking metal scene punk scene yeah it is an old bank this thing is fucking solid concrete talking two stories plus a basement this is going to be one for the fucking books yeah, it looks sweet. I seen a picture of it on Instagram, and I heard, you know, people talking about it at the uh, show. Yeah, pretty pumped. It's gonna be awesome, and then we're gonna be making it like totally legit. So I know, like Tuesday, and then we're looking into what they have to do to pass like every inspection possible to have it be a legit thing. I think right. we're gonna be going for a have it be a private club, so we have that status. Which I want to say. I, I talked to Tuesday about it because she tried doing that with the last precinct or the precinct that we have going now. Mm-hmm. If you get like private club status, you can also get, um, or maybe those two separate things, but there's somewhere you can get a liquor license like X amount of times a year. 
it's like once a month or twice a month or something like that. So like, uh, we'd be like legally able to sell fucking beer and liquor at shows, which would just go towards the precinct. Right. Well, it works that way. I mean, that that's great. Yeah. That's, it's what's going to be awesome about this. It's it's right like right now it's land contract was what we're doing, but we put all the money down on that and the people that we're doing the contract through are I guess super cool. They're letting uh Tuesday said they're letting them go six months with before they even start paying on it, so we can kind of get things going and renovated and hopefully before that six months hits be to a spot where we can start throwing shows there and right on. ditch the spot we have now. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Right. That just just looking at that place is great. It's gonna have like whole fenced in back lot. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, it's gonna take probably some hard work to get that place like you know up and going or whatever. But it's going to. But they're looking. I mean, they have so many people jumping on. Like basically, as soon as she announced everything that needed to get done and all the projects that they're gonna need for this place, mm-hmm. people were jumping on it. Like I'll I'll head this one. I'll head this one. Like uh. Friend Jason, Animal Man Lives, who uh, we talked, like, uh, he requested a movie from last episode. He knows, like, a whole bunch of shit about, like, uh, what needs to pass fire code and all that. So he's heading, like, all that. He's going to make sure that's, like, golden. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. And for those who don't know, that, that record release show from last week was a kegger. Fuck yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a kegger and um, a barrel full of Ghetto Blaster beers, which was really delicious and equaled a lot of intoxicated people, um, which was cool. And every band on the bill was pretty fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, that that was the whole show was good. Yes. Uh, was it Sakuzu? Sauron. So fucking Sauron. Lieutenant Dan and Nuke closed it out, and every band was on point. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a great show. It was so good, dude. Yeah, fucking uh, Sakuzu. People don't know it's like basically like street metal, like fucking metal punk stuff. Mm-hmm. Blistering guitarist from Johnny. Fucking Jared's fucking on bass is killer. Yeah, his bass licks are just un unbelievable. It's yeah, it's great. Then Sauron been around for fucking ever. Fucking mm-hmm. Michigan. Like legit, like I guess you call them like black and thrash. It's almost like '80s thrash, a little bit like black thrash thrown in. Yeah, I think actually I heard some of their stuff because I haven't seen them in a while. I think one of the songs they opened with almost had like a rock and roll vibe to it. Yeah, I caught a little bit of <clears throat> like a Motorhead, yeah, kind of vibe with some of their stuff. Not all of it, but yeah. I mean, it's not, like a lot of their stuff is still like they're they're tried and true, just a straight thrash. Thrash, right? But there was some. I I definitely picked up some like more rock and roll riffs in there, right? Which on. I mean, it works. They they blended it well. Yeah, yeah, they were they were fucking awesome, man. Um, another show coming up on the twenty third. Which one? Acid Witch, Sakuzu, Devil Master, yeah, and Moroz. Moroz. Definitely looking forward to that. Haven't seen Acid Witch in years for me. Yeah, it's been like months for me. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I know there's like no no chance of it happening. But I, I actually know there is because they did it last time. They probably will play <clears throat> at least one song off the new album. 
I hope so. They did it last time. I was three sheets of the fucking wind. But I remember them saying this was a new song. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. For all Jared knows, it could have been an old song. We don't know. Nope, Dave Dave specifically said this is a new song. I'm going to take his word for it. My okay. memory's shot, but I remember him saying that. All right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. And, uh, yeah, man, that'd be cool to hear some new uh, Acid Witch for sure. And it's always a treat to see Sakuzu. Yes. Always a always a treat. I said that from the first time I saw him. You sold me on him, and they, then I seen him twice, and that that's it for me. I mean, they're like you like you know they're one of my favorite Detroit bands for sure of the bands that I've been seeing lately. Yeah, and uh, that I've like came across. Definitely, Sakuzu's like up there. Yeah, for sure. They're playing. Uh, fuck, I always forget the name of the fest. It's down in Kentucky. I want to say Sign of the Wolf, but I don't think that's fucking right. Is it Sign of the Wolf? I don't know. They're playing a, something of the wolf. Yeah, they're playing a fest in Kentucky with, I think, like one or two other Detroit bands. I want to say Nukes. Blood on of it. the Wolf. Blood of the Wolf. Yes. Yeah. Blood of the Wolf. I had Pentagram's song in my head. Sign of the Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is which rules? Blood of the Wolf. They're playing that uh, in a few months. I think it's this summer actually. But uh, Nukes going to be there. I think. Yep. And there might have been one other Detroit band. I thought there was three. Yeah. It was a te- it was a Temple of Void? Was it? I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe Acid Wish is playing it again. I don't know. Either way, they're you're gonna see Sakuzu around a lot more. I think they're gonna they're gonna make more waves. Yeah, I still need a tape. If Jared hears this, <laughs> I came to a show like you asked me to, and <laughs> totally did not get a tape. So <laughs> in the future, uh, whatever you can give me, anything that's put the tape, I'll pay for it. Please and thank you. Or Johnny, if you happen to hear this. Maybe a t-shirt. Who knows, man? Dude, somebody in Sakuzu, get this motherfucker a tape. Yeah, give me something, man. Because I, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I kind of need to uh, hear you guys other than just live. I'd like to take you home with me. So I think that's a proposition. That's that. And that's that. So, uh, dude, what about uh, what about last night? Hang out with our buddy Dave. Fucking spinning a uh, fucking Metal Massacre too. Oh, that was awesome, dude. Obsession was on that. Trauma was Cliff on Burton's that. Like old ass band. Yeah, and they actually listed Cliff Burton as a member of the band on the sleeve. On the uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just totally cool. And um, I don't know how I know this, but Obsession. Did the ballad song from Sleepaway Camp 2, which rules. You probably know it the same reason. Like, I know shit like that. Like, I, I just start looking it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I have, like, a, a YouTube channel of just horror movie tracks. And I have, like, all four or five of the Sleepaway Camp. Like, the Anvil tune, the Obsession tune, the John Atlin tune from 2 and 3. And I jam them, like, you know, in the shower or whatever. Dude, I remember uh, for a minute there, I'd, every time I'd come over, we'd be playing. And it's like you would just start playing it. And it'd take me a minute to realize, like, all these songs are for fucking horror movies. Yeah, man. And some of them are, like, 80s metaled out. And some of them are just kind of ballady or whatever. But... <laughs> Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. But uh 
Metal Masker 2. It was good seeing Dave. Fuck yeah, dude. It was fucking... That dude is solid, man. Um, glad he came through. I haven't seen him since... What the hell Horrorhound was that? I don't even remember. We were trying to figure it out last night. I can't remember... I can remember like points in time of when it was. I can't either. It was Cincinnati. Is that the one with the elevators? The elevators? Like, yeah, where we partied... Were forty ounce set up like gorilla style? Uh, was that Cincinnati? You know uh, the yeah. old school looking elevators. You know, like we just stand around and get really blacked out or browned out, drunk. The only reason I know it was Cincinnati was the hotel we were in. Because I know it wasn't. It wasn't the host hotel. We had like walk across the apartment or walk across the parking lot, and that was with. That was when like Lewis was with us. Oh, the the shorts. And, and he was the, wearing his shorts, and those dudes started tried calling us out. Like, actually tried calling him out, and, like, all three of us, like, chimed back real quick at him, and they mm-hmm. just shut up. Yeah. I happen to like Lewis's shorts. And, Dude. yes, he does drink PBR in those shorts for those <laughs> three douchebags that, you know, decided they wanted to chime in on. That's, like, the weakest attempt at an insult oh you drink pbr in those shorts like dude they're just short fucking swim american, trunks man american flag shorts it's all they were yeah. <laughs> but i do remember talking to dave at that one for quite some time about music and movies and stuff you know how we do yeah and uh i think that was the last time i seen him that was last that was seriously the last time i saw him yeah and it was a little hazy at least last night was a little more last night was a good time man it was a good time it was cool you seen me beat street fighter on the arcade yeah dude we got a big win for steve over here yeah i fucking beat street fighter i beat m bison i only had to help him with one fight holy shit (laughs) sagat but uh yeah did that and uh we reveled over this awesome pumpkin head cutout that jared has dave really liked that yes he thought it was he was all about it the business dude i was all about the records he brought me too man that uh girl school motorhead dude that girl school motorhead seven inch yeah he came like he uh he goes on tour with this band mask intruder for anybody who listens to him um i think he does their merch for him or whatever he does something with them mm-hmm. but they did a european tour so he was over there, and he ended up in England, and he came back from from there, but hasn't gone home yet. So he came to Michigan first to hang out. So he still had all his records with him that he bought in England. So he came over with fucking like stellar fucking records of seven inches that he's like, yeah, you know, people over there, this is nothing to them because they're just UK presses. He's like, but kind of like it's reversed. The shit that we just look at is like, oh, this is whatever. There's it's sought after there because it's like a an import. Right. Same way as these to us would be imports, but over there it's like nothing. So he's like, so I got these cheaper. One was an old school on Vertigo Records, like in a Black Sabbath seven inch. Yeah, that had like a I... yeah, rip off this fucking tear off this piece of the sleeve and send it in for a shirt. Yeah, and it still had the whole that whole thing, thing was still in, in still intact. So I mean, you're talking about from the seventies, and that thing's still intact. Yeah, like seventy eight, seventy nine. That's impressive, and he got it for like eight bucks. Yeah, it's killer. To me, I like that's amazing. I don't even care if it's like a legit collector's item or not. Like that's the fact that that survived. <laughs> like nobody ripped that. No, no, no fucking like shirt. No, like fifteen year old kid tore that off and mailed it in. 
Yeah, I don't get that. I would have been that 15-year-old kid. I know I would have. <laughs> yeah. And then if, like, years later, if I still had that record, I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> Why did I mail that in? Yeah, I still want a zigzag shirt. I never did rip off. With the the, the the zigzag guy? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, you rip off <laughs> yeah. like when you're done with your papers and you send it in and you get a zigzag shirt. For I, didn't, I didn't smoke, and I really still don't smoke, but, yeah, I actually do know that. They don't do that anymore. I knew they did that, though. Yeah. I don't know how I know it. Maybe my brother. I don't know. Yeah. But those shirts were cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, the Metal Massacre 2 album was awesome. I don't even remember what yeah. bands were on it, but I can't remember all of them. There's actually a lot in there I never heard of. Like Agent Steel was on there, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that album's great. He got that for like eight bucks. Yeah, he got that for eight eight bucks too. Oh my god, damn! Dude. And the selling point was it had trauma on it. Yeah, which is cool. Then he also came. Did he come over like three Weird Al? Like, yeah, he had <laughs> like two Weird Al records or something like that. So he had to Devo. pick him up. He had some Devo with him too. That Devo 7-inch, I would not mind having that. Yeah, it was pretty cool, too. But uh, then we jammed some Old Maiden. We drank some hams. It was a good time. Pretty much, like, yeah. It was good. And his friend, I don't remember her name. Oh, I can't. I can't Sorry. I apologize, but... She was quiet. Yeah, she was she super was quiet. quiet. She, she was, was super nice. Yeah, she was super cool. I mean, we talked to her a little bit when she was talking, but then, like, I think we kind of did our own thing, and she kind of sat over on the couch, and... Yeah. She shut up occasionally. Yeah. She'd pop in and out. It was like whenever Dave was, like, wanting to get a new cider, he'd ask her if she wanted one, and she'd come in the room. Yeah. <laughs> she was really cool. I mean, she seemed nice. Yeah. I think it was cool seeing her for, you know, and him last night. I like when they pull up. They're like, oh, couldn't see the address. She started walking down the street. Then I saw your uh, saw the horror posters to the window. Knew yeah. this had to be the house. Yeah. <laughs> Dead giveaway. And I'm man. like, yeah, that's pretty, that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. You have some cool ones, that's for sure, man. Anyone that's ever been over here knows. Yeah, I remember I posted a picture of my, my motorcycle when I was moving it in, and I took a break. And they just had it sitting, like, right here. And, like, somebody saw, like, I got I think I got, like, it was, like, 50-50, the comments on the goblin posters and the bike. Yeah. People are like, yeah, it's a nice bike, but those fucking goblin posters. Oh, for sure, dude. Absolutely. I'm like, hell yeah, man. Fucking, uh, who the hell, god damn it. I just blanked. I blanked what I was going to say, who did the posters. It was, uh, he's from a Michigan band. I don't know, man. Steve's not helping me here. No. Um, we'll get back to that. It's, it's from a Michigan band that's they're kind of getting bigger. Okay. I'll actually look it up now. I'm actually looking at these Goblin posters right now, and they're pretty fucking gnarly, man. Yeah. There's a third one hanging over by my computer. Is there? Yeah. It's a horizontal one. It's fucking a gloved hand with a fucking uh, knife in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's like... 100% my style. And it yeah. glows in the dark. Really? Yeah. Oh, fucking even better. But yeah, I have uh, a plethora of those posters myself, but mine are just nailed to the wall. <laughs> They're not framed and nice like yours. I just kind of tack them up and that's that. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I like both styles. 
Yeah. I like I like uh posters to be framed, especially when like they're like silk screen heavy duty fucking car stock posters. Oh for sure. But I also dig just like the collage work, just fucking random shit hung up. Yeah. Like your record room, man. Yeah, my record room's half assed that way. It's totally half assed that I way. <laughs> I dig it. You got the Manhattan hockey mask hanging in there and some Iron Maiden posters and it's pretty cool, man. I fucking one Iron Maiden poster is an original like fan club from '84 poster. The, the trooper one the I have trooper? in there. Yeah. yeah. The one from Creep Show too. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know how that always eluded me. You pointed it out to me last night. Which dude? Now that we're talking about this, I don't know. Let's let's talk about that thing that I heard. Chief Woodenhead. People look at that as like just a filler piece for Creep Show too. Don't understand that. That's actually one of my favorite stories from the two creep show movies. Yeah, I, I, it, like, uh, I was listening to it on something and they brought it up and they're like, yeah, you know, people just, that's like their least favorite. And somebody was like, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's almost like a filler. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't see <laughs> how you can say that when the hitchhiker is on this, is a movie. See, I know you said you, that's like your least favorite. Well, I mean, it's just kind of repetitive. You know, I mean, thanks for the ride, lady. We get it. It does happen like five or eight times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of, you know, Chief Woodenhead was just pissed, dude. He scalped dude, man. And, uh, you know, he was just he was just pissed for good reason, you know? See, yeah, I've always liked that episode. Me I didn't too. I did not know it was a thing that people thought that was like the weaker story. Me neither. I always thought that was I mean, everyone likes the raft. Yeah, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't like the raft. No, that's, I mean, it's the raft, you know, but the Chief Woodenhead one, I thought everyone liked that one. I was just under the assumption that everyone liked it because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it rules, dude. It's pretty much like, and why would, I'm going to say, okay, they must not have looked at it that way because you wouldn't start off. Like the 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 story you start with would not be what you looked at as a filler, no story. Like you wouldn't start off with that if you viewed it as like so. They, obviously, they didn't view it that way. No, I don't know. Like, is there is, is there a fucking big group of people? Like, maybe it was just the people I listened to, but they're claiming like, yeah, you know, everybody, like a lot of people. That's like their least favorite. Like, nah, I don't know where the fuck you guys are getting this. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, understand that. I don't get see it the first creep show is a little more tricky though. Because there's more stories. Yeah. And it's got a different flow to it, like a different feel to it. And all the stories are so different. <clears throat> so anyone that follows our podcast, if you could just elaborate which one you like better, because I'm Creepshow 1 for sure. I'm Creepshow 2. And Jared's Creepshow 2. So... After this episode, once we post it, just let us know maybe if you like the first one better or the second one and what stories you like the best out of the two. I think there's eight total. I think so. There's three in the second one, and then the first one, there's like five, isn't there? Yeah. Cause yeah we talked about it. We like counted them yesterday. It was like a, a Leslie Nielsen one. Yeah. There was the moss. Moss. There was the roaches. There was the crate monster and crate monster. Cake yeah. and crate monster. Yeah. So yeah, five and then three. So eight total between the two. 
So, yeah, you know, tell us what your guys' favorite are. One or two, and then uh, which story from either. Yeah, either way. My, for the first one, is the cockroaches. That's just eerie to me. It creeped me out back then. It still gives me the heebie-jeebies today. So, I mean, and the moss one's pretty cool, too. The meteor with the moss. And the Stephen King is in that skit too so that's pretty cool from the first one i really like uh crate crate monster see that's my least favorite i think i don't know i just really like i think it's like a a story as a whole i like it it's pretty cool when he feeds adrian barbeau to it yeah fucking total bitch yeah (laughs) she she definitely nailed the bitch profile in that movie it's funny to see, like, if you were to watch that first and then watch The Fog, like, it, it yeah, like, like, to me, that's like, that kind of shows, like, because you, you, you don't get, you don't pick that up at all in her in The Fog. You don't even see it as she could do that. Like, no. You just view her as, like, she's just fucking this, like, single mom, runs this fucking radio station. She's super, cool as a cucumber. Yeah, mellow yellow, man. <laughs> fun, fun cream shield, dude. Fun complete fucking haggard bitch. Drunkard, too. God damn, yeah. Uh, kind of like us. <laughs> yeah, no. pretty much. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then... Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I watched? Well, we watched the Ebola syndrome. Oh, yeah, we're good. In, we'll get into those two. Those are like the two that we're going to talk about. Okay. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else that... Cause there, is there anything else like you watched? I watched uh, "Make Them Die Slowly." Okay, yeah. Which was after "House on the Edge of the Park." It's like a year after. Same dude played in both. Ricky. Yes. And I watched that uh, yesterday. "Make Them Die Slowly" or "Cannibal Faroe Farox," however you want to pronounce it. Um, definitely, I, I always considered that to be "Cannibal Holocaust Part 2. and on a personal you know because nothing touches cannibal holocaust as far as cannibal movies for me personally and then there's just the one that just slightly comes in that's almost as good but not quite as good but it's good in its own way and that would be make them die slowly for me you know it's not as brutal there's still like animal deaths in the movie i just don't think the cruelty factor has been topped um from, from Holocaust. Holocaust. I, it's a cruel film, dude. It's a <laughs> fucking mean hearted film, dude. And that's what makes it so special. <laughs> but uh, Make Them Die Slowly is pretty cool. Um, Ricky. Yep. Is all drugged out and torturing natives. And I don't know. Some chick gets hung up by her boobs, like with hooks. It's a pretty cool movie, man. I really want to print that poster and design it that. You did. I remember that. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> That's one where I want to get it printed. And I finally found a printer. And I need to get all my shit printed just to see if anybody actually does want it. I'm so afraid to actually go to the printer with it. Like, I don't even know why I would be afraid. It's just going to be like, if anything, it's going to be like, we refuse to print this. But I could see them, if any of them, they're going to be like... We are not printing this poster. <laughs> yeah. Well, a close second would be the uh, eyeball. When he plucks the eyeball out with the knife. Yeah. That I'd was, have to totally read. That's like a new design. Uh, 
If you haven't noticed, I'm really lazy. <laughs> Jared's Jared's lazy and I'm slow. So between the two of us, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> but, At a pretty uh, slow pace. Yeah. But what did I... Uh, I don't know if I watched anything else. Oh, I was... Yeah, I was laying in bed. And uh, you search around. You got to do that whole uh, algorithm. So I just ended up watching Room 237. And I watched... Because before Room 237 came out, like the, the one part where the one guy's talking about the whole Apollo 11... Or, yeah, Apollo 11 uh, thing... And how uh, Kubrick like filmed it, and it's like whole his whole conspiracy theory about how The Shining is like a uh, him like telling it and trying to get the word out to people that he filmed it, like a, he faked the moon landing. He like filmed the fake moon landing. Oh, gotcha. Before Room Two Thirty Seven came out, I want to say that guy released like an hour, an hour and a half long thing about it, and I, I found it on YouTube. It was like two years before that movie came out, and then they announced that movie. And I honestly thought it was the same, just the same thing. So I never watched it. And I don't, I bought it just to have it. And I just never watched it. Finally watched it the other day. It's not. I mean, it's part of it. But people go into other aspects. But God damn it, dude, it annoyed me so fucking much. It's so, like, it's like so many people just, like, reaching for straws. Like, trying to make connections to shit that isn't fucking there. Oh, yeah. Like, I, like some of it I could be like, all right, I can get, I can get behind this. Mm-hmm. And there's just some of these stories where it's like so far fetched. Like, yeah, it's like oh, the, there's this picture in the background that you're not. It's like that's what you're supposed to see in this scene, and it says ski. But if you look at it, it looks like a minotaur, and the minotaur is like the guardian of the labyrinth. And it goes into this. I'm like, and he's like, and then the other wall is like a cowboy on a bronco. I'm like, what the fuck's your point? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like th- like some of these like some of them were trying to make points and they weren't connecting at all. Other ones, I want to say they were just like pointing out random shit they noticed in the movie, and it just uh, it got annoying. It got fucking annoying. I, I could imagine. I finished watching it because like some of the stuff I I could I could get behind. I'm trying to think of one in particular, but I really can't right now. But there was, there yes. was like some aspects of it where I was like, okay, well I could see that. Like uh, I, yeah, I could buy that. But I mean, not, not all of it. I was gonna say the upside down cross on the door. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, kind of one of the obvious ones. But the shit that annoyed me. This is fucking. This is the one of the thing where I seriously just stopped and I, I debated turning it off. The beginning scene of Shining, he's like he's riding down the road and like the camera like pans in over him. Mm-hmm. They're talking about that shot and it's like oh well, you know it comes in like over the the river and then like swoops in over the this this car that's just sort of driving, and you know we know that it's like a camera and a helicopter getting the shot, but like for, like maybe maybe we're like an angel, and it's like we're viewing it from like heaven. And we're swooping in, and like we don't know, like we're just viewing this from like another thing. I'm like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Oh my god! This is like well, the entry shot to a movie. This is like bring it in, and you go over the car, and it swoops in, and it goes to the fucking hotel. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's like these people who like they want to they want to 
come across as like well versed and like super deep and like we understand film and we get like these hidden nuances that nobody else understands like right, no you, yeah. you guys are fucking dumb <laughs> like stop stretching for shit that isn't there right it's almost as annoying as that number 23 movie with jim carrey oh like everything adds a 23 yeah some of it makes sense <laughs> most of it doesn't <laughs> but yeah so i'll have to check that out it's just just to see what it's like. It's on Netflix, you said? It is on Netflix. I have the DVD if you want to borrow that, too. Okay, yeah, that'll work. I mean, it's it's good for a watch. And like maybe, I don't know, maybe I was in a salty mood that day. But like some of it was just like, dude, come on. Like Some of this is way too far-fetched. Right. Like, you guys are just like, you're tr- you, you, you notice something that you liked, and you trying to make a connection to it. And trying to bring and it's just, it just wasn't working for me. It almost seems like with the exception of full metal jacket that that could be said about every Stanley Kubrick film that it's like way over analyzed almost. Well, dude, I, I will give it to people that say like Kubrick's film has, has a deeper meaning than just the surface yeah. film. I'll give you that. Okay. But there's also to going to the point where you're just like, you're digging for stuff and just making connections that aren't there. Yeah. And it's like I, I really would like to know like what Kubrick would think of that movie if has he if he was alive and saw it. Like I just think he'd call total bullshit on ninety percent of it. Yeah, probably. But I mean, there was the whole like two thousand and one Space Odyssey. I got into that for a minute. I used to listen to a band called Mudvayne. <laughs> We're talking like 18 <laughs> years ago. And they were like obsessed with that movie and about, you know, taking mushrooms and how, you know, man evolved from like apes eating mushrooms and yeah, all that whole uh, thing. And they were like obsessed with Stanley Kubrick. And, you know, I do not listen to Mudvayne anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then there's, uh, Clockwork Orange, which, you know, gets overanalyzed as like, I don't want to say overanalyzed. I want to say like people pick it apart. Yeah. They try to find like deeper meanings and, and stuff. And the way the movies are shot, they're so well shot and they're, they're brilliant movies, but leave them at where, where they're at. Like, don't try to like pick them apart too much because then there's no- nothing left on the bone, man. You know what I mean? It's just like, and not everything is a fucking metaphor. Not everything is a hidden meaning. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go with, I mean, each one of his movies probably has like a deeper significance than the surface story. But like you said, it's, it's not like, every fucking scene has something in it that's going to tie to this fucking greater understanding of life, whatever. <laughs> like, it's like not, it's, it's not there everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, one of the things, I don't know why like this bothered me. Cause it's, it is another one of those like eye roll inducing things. And which to me just, this had to have come from just people who are just totally full of themselves. In the movie, in like the room two thirty seven, they come up like, yeah, you know, uh, 
a quote from something about like I forgot where it was from, but it was like a postmodern film critique, something like that. Um, that it's what does it state that if just because a director or a filmmaker didn't intend for this to have a meaning doesn't mean that it doesn't have a meaning. So basically like just because you, you film this with this certain thing here, like just because you didn't mean for this item a to be referencing this other greater, deeper thing doesn't mean that it doesn't reference that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. No, it does. Like you're, you guys are that, that you are making something out of nothing. Like he decided to like set the scene and this was a filler piece for decoration. And now that's all he intended it for. And you're like, Oh, well, this is a totally deeper thing. And it is because we think it is like, no, like it, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like to me, that's just like, like the, just pretentious. Like people who are just like pretentious and just like nose in the air. Like we are like so much better. We we think so deep. We find meanings that the movie, like the director, didn't even think about. Like no, like if 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 the director didn't want these meanings and he doesn't like make like the chain of these things throughout the movie for you to like connect the dots. Like, yes, this even points to the first thing I thought of then. No, that meaning's never there. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's the end of my rant. No, it's totally (laughs) understandable, man. Um, I understand film too, but not like that. Yeah. I don't, (laughs) I'm lost for movies that you can't pick apart like that. When you see someone get decapitated, there's no deeper meaning. It just means that they lost their fucking head, man. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's those are the type of films that I watch. So he was standing with his left foot pointing east. Yeah, that means something. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Sorry for anybody who uh, does that. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's. I guess I'm, there's worse things. Yeah, like like I, I guess we've said numerous times during this rant. I'm all for, and you're all for like certain things having like yeah there's hidden undertones like like got to put some thought into shit that you're seeing in certain movies to be like okay this is what they really mean but dude not everything right not everything i know but and rant yeah end of rant (laughs) (laughs) rant. who wants a beer yeah we got a few here so um help yourself yeah so i don't know um I'm going to get like my one release out of the way. Yeah, go ahead, man. Do it up. I uh, was doing a lot of work stuff this week, training, whatnot. So I really kind of dropped the ball on um, the releases. So I think I really I, – I just grabbed the one. <laughs> That's pretty much the obvious one because everybody's been uh, sharing it around, articles about it from everyone. But it is the uh, Suspiria release. There was a uh, 4K restoration of it, and the first set to have it is going to be done over in Germany. It's going to be by 84 Entertainment. They're going to be doing the 40th anniversary Blu-ray set, and it's going to include the 4K restoration of the original camera negative, 
of the 101-minute uncut version of Suspiria on Blu-ray, along with the film on DVD and an extras disc on DVD. The disc will be housed in a gorgeous red leather book that features a real wood drawer, and the set is limited to just uh, 1,111 pieces. Uh, that's going to be uh, released May 15th. Uh, the releases, uh, or the extras for it, are uh, New Suspiria Preserving a Work of Art featurette, a uh, new interview with Argento. They're going to have the audio commentary, Suspiria Revisited featurette, 84-page um, booklet, poster, and some postcards. Um, Synapse Films also working on a... Uh, new release of it but there's i mean they're they're kind of taking their time on it which i don't i don't blame them they want this thing to be perfect and really coming up against this 84 entertainment one it needs to be perfect <laughs> but uh they're they they don't have a release date on theirs yet so i mean just keep an eye on synapse films on wherever you keep an eye on them at they're all over the place but uh they're also going to be doing a suspiria collection but uh yeah like i said drop the ball busy busy don't have shit that's my only release. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I've seen pictures of that uh, Suspiria leather-bound packaging. Yeah, dude, red leather. Just looks like an old book. It's pretty sweet, dude. And it's, like, coming out hmm, right before my birthday. So I think I might have to buy myself a birthday gift there and uh, grip that up, man, even though I own it on VHS. You know, it's always cool to have a collectible like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but as far as I go... Um, I've been listening to this band Grief, and I just want to stress that if you like any type of slow music, they were the originators of Sludge Doom from the early 90s, maybe late 80s. And uh, a lot of bands are like taking that blueprint now that are coming out, like Beth Drinker and bands like that. So it's definitely be a thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it's actually called Grief Worship now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just heavy, heavy stuff and like pretty cool that it came out when it did, you know, way before it's time. So if, if you get a chance, check out a band called grief, especially if you're in any type of like doom metal or, you know, slower tempo stuff. Um, yeah. So that's my, uh, we, uh, I mean, we talked about the show, but we actually never talked about the record nukes. Oh, dude. And record. We never actually, I mean, we should probably kind of give a review, at least like let people know what to expect. Yeah. The new, well, is it new? It's new. It's, uh, it has their demo that came out last year on cassette plus some. Wow. And, uh, they, they released a demo. I want to say it was last, it was just last year. I don't know. My time frames on everything's been screwy lately, but I want to say last year released a cassette. And then uh, Hell's Headbanger signed them. And then uh, they recorded this LP, which is basically the demo plus some tracks. And it's just, I mean, take, like, we talked about this right before we started recording tonight. It's take, uh, what you say, Painkiller Era Priest and yeah. then mix it with like old school, like first two record Maiden. Yes. And then just throw like dirty, just like street rock mixed with like metal punk vocals on yeah. top. Oh my God. It's so good. Like everything's like a plus. Like it's not even like people trying to play what they can't play. It's people 
like stellar musicians from stellar bands in the past playing what you want to hear. Yeah. You want to hear this. Not fake. Like no. this is real fucking deal shit. Like the bands that I mean and it, it like Tony the one guitar player I know him from like Shitfucker. He was like the original Shitfucker drummer. I never knew actually Tony played guitar. And you hear his fucking guitar licks on here and it's like dude <laughs> it blows me away. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's great. Like, there's like fucking gallop parts in there. Mm-hmm. Twin leads. Yeah, twin leads. Double bass, kick pedal, um, parts. Yeah. And fucking uh, Dick's vocals are just raw. Oh man, it's so fucking but good. Raw but good. Like not like just like I can't fucking sing, so I'm just gonna be like raw about it. No, like he can sing. Yeah, he can sing he for just, sure. He's keeping them fucking raw. Yeah. My favorite um, song on the on the record is it's called uh, metal inferno it's the second song on the record but i also really dug the dead space tune um just had like a early like metal punk feel to it almost instrumental i think there might have been some like a little bit oofs in there like <laughs> you know or some grunts in there but man the fucking riffage is just yeah unbelievable dude it just it's blazing rich all the way through all the way, all through. The way through it does not stop i i, I love how it starts it fucking starts with the sound clip from uh robocop 2 yeah which talking about the drug nuke detroit base too yep. which is awesome which is i mean they carry that through like delta city like they carry that whole theme mm-hmm. fucking through but it's yeah like this that clip and that fucking goes in that fucking uh I mean, it's not really the title track, I guess, because I think it, the, the album itself is just called Nuke. But I always look at it like Nuke Me Baby, which is the first track. That that song is amazing. It's a fucking stellar fucking song. Hell of a way to start a record, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Hell of a way to start a record. And this band, I mean, it it uh, it's it's it has veterans from like the Detroit punk and metal scene, and like they, they shit members from Acid Witch, shit fucker um perversion uh final assault pirate law if anybody remembers them um temple of void um failed failed um there's one that i'm not fucking borrowed time Mm -hmm. um shit who else i mean I, i guarantee i'm missing someone I'll just leave it at that, but I mean that was like a good handful of bands that were all st- like stellar bands, and they're all yeah solid bands. Like the ones that are still around are still fucking solid. Mm-hmm. This is definitely uh, it's out on hell, hell's, bang- hell's headbangers. Don't don't pass this up. And if you ever see Nuke on a show, do not pass that show up. No, no, it's it's worth the price of admission, man. Fuck yeah, it is. And. uh we're gonna have to spin that record after this too again, <laughs> like a second time, because it's that good. Um, it's definitely worth everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, did you want to get into? Yeah, let's get into these two. Uh, two movies we're actually gonna talk about. The main ones uh, from our friend Street Street whatever Street Trash Brit. Yeah, whoever she is. <laughs> uh, that wasn't me this time. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I'm Steve. All right, yeah. So uh, we're going to be talking about 
uh, I guess we'll start off with what we want to start off with. Which one? Well, let's. I, I say alphabetical. We st- um. Yeah, we could do that, or we can just go Ebola syndrome first. That's alphabetical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it exceeds my ninety-four cutoff. It does. Take by two years. By two years, I don't. Um, for those of you who may have missed the last episode, I don't watch any movies past 1994. For the most part. But Jared showed me this movie called The Ebola Syndrome. I fucking love it, man. It's great. It's there's some humor. It does. There's some gore. Yes. And there's just some sick and twisted shit that goes on in this movie, man. The uh. The like premise of it is this guy uh this guy like kills some people, ends up on the run, kills like he gets caught fucking his boss's wife or girlfriend, whatever, and then uh kills some people to get out of that situation. Ends up in Africa. Yeah, Africa. And uh kind of goes from there, he starts working in a restaurant. And then uh Yada yada yada. Messed up stuff happens. Um, wow, I'm like just blank. I need another beer. Um, so yeah, okay. So that happened. They go to a tribe to uh, buy meat, get it cheaper because they're saying they're getting ripped off because uh, by the white guy, the white man's ripping them off, which he was charging them way more than he would charge for fucking uh. A whole pig. Yeah. So they go to this tribe, him and his boss that he works at at the fucking restaurant, to get pigs from them. And they walk in and shit's going down. There's like a whole like ritual. And it, well, it ends up being his fucking Ebola. Yeah. People and, uh, dying and they're like. They buy the pig. He goes in and like this dude's like fucking like a sleazy fucking guy. He's like always just trying to get get his rocks off. But he can't find anybody. And uh, he notices this like girl from the tribe like pass out by the water and like he goes over there basically rapes her and uh ends up getting ebola and he ends up being like the one in 10 million or ten thousand or whatever that just is a carrier lest we forget real quick that she spits this sickness into his face yes that's how he gets it that's how he gets well i mean he probably would have got it just from the sex or from fucking raping her but she actually but yeah she just fucking yeah all over him it was pretty pretty vile so then that happens and like it, it just make a uh, fucking tailspin from there he ends up killing everybody and making burgers out of them at the restaurant then he ends up fucking going back to hong kong and he encounters like this girl he almost lit on fire which dude the moment you saw that scene you're like I think we need to sit down now <laughs> I thought he was going to burn a child alive. <laughs> Dude, they set it up. Doused her with gas. He was ready. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, uh, so, I mean, it, it kind of goes from there. You get the premise. Um, the, the guy who just doesn't give a fuck. But, yeah, I mean, there's, like, it's one of those things where if it wasn't subtitled, I wonder how how the comedy would carry over. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, I almost wonder if it was dubbed, if the comedy would still kind of be there. I don't know. I kind of like it the way it is. Oh, you know, I love sub. I I prefer it subtitled. I think I, I think you would get it more uh, accurate portrayal of what it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah, I mean, it has um, it it which is kind of weird because it, it has those like comedic elements, but then it 
goes right into like something that's like totally like just off. Oh, I know. Like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it gets pretty real. And this dude has no fucks to give. Like, he does not care. He doesn't give a fuck. And as Lewis says, uh, if Wong is right. Yeah, Wong is right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, Anthony Wong. Yeah, all the way up until the end of the movie, dude. It's just one thing after the next, and it just gets worse and worse, man. Yeah. But and then the end is pretty grim too. <laughs> Fucking him chopping off the the chunk of that dude. Uh, fuck, how's it? That was how it went, right? I forgot that part. The dog eats that chunk of meat. Yeah. That's like uh. And then licks the ice cream, the, yeah, the kid's ice cream. Yeah, the dog eats a chunk of, like, a bull-infected meat, human meat, mm-hmm. and then goes over and licks this girl's ice cream, and then the girl eats the ice cream. And then the movie ends. Great ending. Spoiler <laughs> alert, guys. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably should have, because this is a movie that, like, most people probably haven't seen unless you're, like, really into horror, really into, like, that. But whatever, spoiler alert, you should just know. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. It's good. I liked it. Um, I give it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up, too. Um, I, I dug it, dude. I, I really did. It's different. And the grimness. It's and totally the, the different. Humor, uh, that That's what really sold me on it, was that there was some humor in there. And the fact that the first five minutes, he just fucking kills like four people and almost burns a child <laughs> to death. Yeah, this movie's like totally like different from what you normally would watch. Right. But thanks for showing it to me by the way. That's uh pretty fucking cool. Dude, I could show you some movies like past 1994 that are like legit. Oh, I know. You well, you succeeded with this one. <laughs> so, we'll have to see what the future holds. I could uh, I'll I'll fill your future. Fill my future. Dude. <laughs> I'll fill that future. <laughs> Turn this life around. She's in and on the omelet. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you remember that. Oh, yeah, that was great. It was a moment we had at IHOP. (laughs) Wonderful. But um, second movie, House on the Edge of the Park. Yes, Neodato. Directed by the same guy who did Cannibal Holocaust. Which... Is awesome. Has a uh, same main guy who was in um make them die slowly. Make them no, not that. Well, yeah, it has, it has that guy, but uh, David Hess from Last House on the Left. Last House on the Left. Yes. Um, and just a little known fact, he also directed. I want to say to all a good night, which is a Santa Claus slasher. Mm-hmm. That's his movie, and I'm sure he's done other stuff. But you know, I'm kind of lacking on the research. I didn't do too much yeah. before this episode. But he was actually big into like uh, scores and stuff. Yeah, um, and then it, you know, the, like like I was saying, it's also the guy from uh, Make Them Die Slowly and uh, The Gates of Hell or City of the Living Dead. Tanimbaratu. Yep. But they wanted before we get into it, they wanted David Hess so bad they actually gave him a big chunk of the rights to the movie really in america yeah (laughs) no one can sell what he sells as an actor like he can well especially when it came out it came out right after like last house on left 
and they wanted him for that. I mean, he they just, wanted him because of the character he played in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's fucking Krug, man. He even said in an interview, he's like, "If they want you bad enough, they'll give you anything." He's like, "They don't give a fuck about you personally." Mm-hmm. He's like, "But if they want you bad enough for their movie, they'll give you what you asked for." He's like, "So that's what I asked for." He's like, "And I got it." No one, no <laughs> one could have did what he did in that movie. No, not like him. No. But um, this movie, it uh, it's a little different as far as like rape revenge. It's a good twist on it. Yeah, it's it's a different formula, like you said earlier. Like you see the uh, the initial, there's like the initial rape in the beginning. He like rapes this girl on the basically in the road. He like cuts in front of her and cuts her off, and jumps in her car. And a uh, fun fact. That girl he rapes is his wife. In real life. In real life was David Hess's wife, who yeah. uh, she uh, wanted to forget that that role even happened. Yeah, she wasn't very happy with that being a legacy of <laughs> yeah, that, filmmaking. Yeah, that being there. But, yeah, so so that happens. He rapes that girl, and then it kind of goes into, like, a whole different thing from there. So you kind of just think that that's, like, almost just showing you the character of this person. Yeah, he's pretty sick dude yeah and then he, they go into uh this guy pulls in like oh there's cars not working he works in a garage so he's like well we'll fix it real quick which leads to them going to this person's party and they're like all these rich people and uh yeah you just kind of think it's like okay well they're gonna fucking crash kill, the party crash his party kill rip these people and that's kind of how it plays out for 99% of that movie. Like, that's what you think is going on. Mm-hmm. And, like, the good twist or the fun twist is at the very tail end of that movie. Like, the last fucking five, ten minutes. Yeah. Everything just... Which, comes. I don't know, should we... I don't give away... I mean, that we could probably give away the ending. This movie's put out in the fucking 80s. Yeah, man. Whatever. Like, so, yeah, so... uh they end up uh, people they're like terrorizing these like rich people who like had the party and they were kind of making fun of them so they kind of start fucking with them and I'm pretty sure David has like sleeps with the majority or fucks with the majority of the girls mm-hmm. like, the one dude gets a gun ends up shooting him and then that's when he like it he like lets out like the the twist quote unquote the truth of the movie like the the girl that he rapes in the beginning. John, I'm fairly certain he's referring to that one, but he says the girl you raped in the park. So either they're referring to that girl he raped, maybe that was in the park that he cut her off, or it's just like a totally different rape. Might be a totally different rape. He's like, yeah, it was my sister. This whole thing was a trick to get you here because we fucking knew that we could get you to like assault us. And uh, I could shoot you and call the cops and say you tried breaking in. Self defense. Self defense and fucking shoots him. Just drops the fucking. <laughs> ends up in the pool. But then like the the whole thing with like his partner Ricky. Like kind of like winning over the girl because he wouldn't rape her. Yeah. Like like uh, that 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 was the weird question mark of the whole movie. For me. <laughs> that like set you off. You're I'm like, like what? what? I'm like wait a minute. What's going on, man? Like but, well, it was a thing. Know, it was a thing. Like uh, David Hess's character was trying to get him like like raper, and right. he wouldn't do it. He's like, I can't do it this way. Like she's, I, I can't do it. Like she's, she's scared. I don't like it this way. And then when she leaves and he has to go get her, 
he kept telling her over and over again, like, I do not want to hurt you. I don't want to do this. And like, you could kind of see it in his face that like he legitimately didn't want to do that. Right. And she just kind of was like, all right, you're not like him. You're kind of cute. I felt bad for him. I think it was like a mixture of like felt bad for him, realizing he was like an okay guy. Yeah. Kind of just wasn't all there. And he was being led by Hess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no one liked uh, Hess at all. No. But yeah, it was a, it's a, it's a good movie. I love it. Yeah. It's not the first time I've seen it, but it's the first time I've seen it in a long time. Yeah. And, uh, it was a nice refresher to watch it again. Um, I want to say the first time I watched it, you let me borrow it. I fell asleep before the end. So I thought it was just a a random two guys going amok at a party. And then this time I watched it and caught. Saw the end. Yeah, I saw the end, you know, and how it all came together. And um, yeah, I dig it, man. And David Hess, like I said, dude, no one can be a fucking twisted son of a bitch like him in a movie or Ricky. He's in all the messed up movies, yeah. like, you know. But his character from this one to uh, Ken Wilferox is way well, different. It's different. Yeah. Like, he goes from this one being, like, he's, like, mentally not all there. Yeah. And that one, he's just drugged the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And super violent. Yeah. Super violent. Fucking violence ramped up. And then he was just weird in Gates of Hell. Mm-hmm. He was just, like, the weird dude that just kind of was a drifter. Yeah. And then he ends up getting drilled in the fucking head by the chick's dad. <laughs> Which. Dude, the, the first time I saw that, I'm like, that fucking escalated. Yeah. Like, like this dude's just like with your daughter, then you, granted, you don't want him with your daughter, but it's like, that goes from like, why the fuck are you with my daughter to, I'm fucking drilling your head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put a fucking drill bit through your skull from ear to ear. I don't know, maybe there's something that I missed every time I've watched that movie that led to him to think that that's, like, the right <laughs> reaction. <laughs> but every time I see it, it was just like, well, these guys are just together, and you don't want them together. But fuck, dude, he just ran a drill bit through his skull. <laughs> yeah. Pretty grim. Killer uh, scene, though. Oh, totally. I fucking... Aside from a priest hanging himself in the first five minutes of the movie, that's probably my favorite scene of the whole movie <laughs> did i ever tell you it was my friend mark going is that for halloween what's that the priest oh really with the noose around his neck and the whole yeah he fucking just got like a he got like the rope like the same style of rope like that really thick like gritty looking rope mm-hmm. and had it in the noose around his neck and just fucking slicked his hair back and like made his face all like the pale blue white yeah that'd be cool I, I I remember seeing that movie for the first time when I was like 19. There was this video store called Mammoth Video, and they had the largest selection of horror movies I, I had ever seen. And I only rented movies that had warning labels on them. Oh, yeah. And I just remember <laughs> just the priest hanging himself, how grim that was, and then the music playing with it as he's swinging in the graveyard, man. It, it's just... Yeah. So fucking awesome, dude. Dude, I remember running a movie. I was like 13. It's from American Video. It was one like right by the end of my street. And I like I rented it from the horror movie section. I can't remember what the movie was. I really wish I could remember what this movie was. But I brought it home and it was like my dad and like 
my uncle and I think one of their friends were there. And he's like, oh, what'd you rent? It was like middle of the afternoon. I show him. He's like, like, it was a red cassette tape, red like VHS tape. Mm. And I can't remember the name of the movie, but my uncle just fucking loses it laughing. And my dad's like, dude, they let you rent this? I'm like, it was in the horror movie section. And my uncle was like, what, the, the horror section? Yeah. <laughs> my dad's like, yeah, no, you take this back. <laughs> you pick something else out. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm red, not letting you watch this. Those red cassettes, they'll get you. And I can't remember the name of the movie because I, 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 I guarantee the name of the movie had something kind of to play into it. But he was just like, nope, no, you, you fucking go back. You get something else. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Um, what else do we got? Uh, I don't know. We kind of talked about everything, I think. Um trying to think if there's anything else i watched I mean, really uh, not so much yeah no i think i think those are the all the movies that i've watched um yeah i don't know man maybe uh, that might be it that might be it for this week yeah man <laughs> <laughs> that came uh, to an abrupt that came to an abrupt stop yeah, how ab- <laughs> cody how abrupt that <laughs> Oh man, that goddamn abrupt thing. Yeah. That needs to end. Like, I don't care. Just end that shit. Yeah. Well, until next time, I guess we got some hams to drink and some records to spin, so Yeah, and if uh if like uh if anybody wants us to review movies, like we said, like every time we've done it so far it's been a request from somebody. So if you want us to requ- uh, review something, hit us up on our Instagram. Um burnt offerings underscore podcast. Uh, let us know what you want us to do. Uh, yeah. And also, don't forget about the creep show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hit us up with what your favorite creep show is and which uh, stories. Which like. story. Yeah. Because uh, we're kind of wanting to take a poll here. Yeah. Because I'm, kinda... I'm number two. He's number one. Yep. And I have my favorite stories from each one. And he has his. So let us know what yours is, and we'll touch on that next episode. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, depending on what's going on. When I, I meant to, I meant to run this by Steve before, but I'll get his opinion on it live on air. I guess every other week works out, but like sometimes I'm like, dude, let's just fucking do it every week. Okay. Want to just play it by ear? Well, yeah, we'll play it by ear. Because sometimes sometimes there's like shows and shit that I don't want to miss. True story. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Well, let's do that, and uh, we'll give you plenty of heads up, you people out there that actually listen to us. Oh yeah, you know, plenty uh, of heads up when we're actually going to record and uh, post an episode. We'll make a post about that. Yeah. Post yeah. about posting episodes. Post haste. Yeah. A lot of posting we'll be doing, but yeah, we'll <laughs> let you know fucking you know when we're gonna record and uh you know until the next time though man we'll see ya yeah drink up <laughs>